Hey, what's up, guys? It's Marina here. And your boy, David. Welcome to the More Than Dirty podcast. We're ready to get down and dirty with you guys on some Bravo recap. Yeah! We have, like, five shows to go over. I love it. So it's going to be a lengthy one. I feel um, like there's a lot of spice in each thing. No, each they're show. so good right now. I think it hasn't been this good in a while. Like, even Vanderpump Rules. Like, I can't wait to watch it. Lucky for Bravo. Yeah. No, I agree. They're all killing the game. But let's get right into it. We can start with Real Housewives of Potomac. So basically, it was the first episode of the reunion. And I think they're going to have like three parts, probably. I think there are three. It was good. It was so good. It started out so juicy, but the season was also really good, too. I always feel like it ends faster than what I'm used to. Like, I can't believe we're already in the reunion. But, I agree. But it starts off with, I think they were talking about Mia's situation in her company, which no one knows what the hell she's oh even my talking God. about. Did that start it off? That's a terrible start. It was terrible. I mean, she... Just I rambled just, on. I still don't know exactly what she was even saying. Do you? No. I mean, first, there were three members... On the board, at at her massage, at the massage places. I think it's Cairo. Or it is Cairo, you're right. Three members, and then all of a sudden there were eight, and with only three managing members, and she had a vote, but her vote really doesn't mean anything, and Gordon, or G, as they call him, was supposedly one of the managing members, but he was overruled. Yeah, G. What I also didn't get was how she said basically that they were in business with G's brother and they shared a bank account um, and they, he just took them off the bank account. Right. How does that even happen? You can't just take someone off a bank account. Well, they're, they're having Unless they're a... like dead and you have a death certificate. No, it's, it's true. They, they obviously had a business account for the Cairo Centers. And uh, somehow his brother has more control over everything than, than he or Mia has. The, the whole thing sounds just totally fishy. And it does. I don't believe a lot of the shit she says. Because she's just messy. For this season, I think it was this season or last season, when she had to rent a house um, in Potomac. Like, that was weird to me. Because if you have all this money that you're saying, you would just buy a house and it's not just that they had to rent i mean everyone rents but she was but she comes off so high and mighty and like you said like they have all this money and they're in all these different locations with the cairo centers and then they're renting a house and having money issues right she called candace's video or what was it music video low budget yep and it was just funny how they put that and the producers are getting the work done. But They're why, getting paid, honey. And why even say that? Like, we're, before Mia or any of them were on this show, I feel like they would have handled the situation like that differently. If if Candace invited them to be on her music video, they would have been pleased to be there, happy to help. But N- Mia is letting things get to her. Who who? What? Why would she even look at it and say, "Oh, this is low budget," because it was in a parking lot? Well, she's projecting, I think. And that's what Candace even said. She's like, you're projecting, and Candace was right once again. Um, But moving on to the Candace and um, Ashley ordeal. Oh, that was good. And Andy read a card, I guess, about how he does, like, the tweets, and everyone tweets in their questions. Um, And someone asked Ashley, does she regret regret going after Candace, basically for the way that she spoke about her living off her mom in her mom's house when she's doing the same? Which Ash Ashley's situation is fucking crazy. It's it's stupid. I don't even get it because she's not getting any alimony from this guy. I have no idea. It's always been kind of hard to understand. And, and she made it seem like he invalidated the prenup that they had because of, I guess it was from the adultery, but 
for some reason that was not the case. There must have been some fine print that she missed. And it sounds like she's getting nothing. I also feel like with Ashley, I loved Ashley in the beginning because she was so open about her life and everything. Um, And you don't really see that sometimes with Housewives. Sometimes they like to close stuff up. But I think what we get with Ashley, she tells some of the truth, just not the whole truth. And so that's why there's holes in this thing. Especially now. Yeah, especially now with the holes in the thing with the alimony, with the divorce. We don't know what the hell is going on. Michael Darby still paying for your house. Yeah, the, who who buys a house with, with someone, their ex? Their, yeah, someone they're. Would you ever do that? From. Hell no. No. Why would you want to have a new asset when that's what happens when you get divorced? You break up the assets. But that's also something for Michael to I feel like to dangle over her head and keep control of her. And it has obviously because the Luke and her situation hasn't worked because of. Michael. It sounds like he didn't like it. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's a, sti- a sticky situation, and I don't think we're getting the full the full story. She even had to put in there, oh, Michael's a, a great father. She was almost like she was, like, trying to protect him in s- certain ways. When he, everyone knows he's dirty as fuck. She honestly could just be trying to... Make sure that she doesn't lose anything because she knows that he holds oh, yeah. the cards. That's totally true. And it was funny because I think Mia was like, someone said either Mia or Robin was like, oh, she needs to have another kid because they know that she's going to get um, they child support. They did say that. I heard that. And so I guess to get like the amount of child support that could support her, I guess she needs another kid, which is so funny that they, Mia, out of all people, or was saying that. I was crazy. And then Ashley talked about how there's like a safety net in the whole situation, alluding to the fact that she could get alimony if things get really tough financially. I I don't, it's not usually elective like that. Yeah, I don't know. The whole situation doesn't make sense to me. And uh, the fact that she was coming after Candace living in her mom's house, they even did a, a playback of when they got into a fight at Candace's house and um, Ashley was like, you live in your mama's house. It's just funny because Ashley is doing living off of Michael. That's the epitome of projecting. I mean, she was exactly what she was afraid of with her own life. She was trying to say Candace was going through. I'd rather live off my mom than a man. So if, right. if Candace is getting support from her mother, she shouldn't have been ridiculed or anything about that. It was zero to be ashamed of. Yeah. I think it was just Ashley poking and prodding because really she didn't like Candace and maybe she felt threatened. They're I both, think they, they're both young. Yeah. And, but I think they're jealous of Candace. Candace yeah. has a good marriage. She has her business, her music career is blowing up with Trina. Yeah. That that was a big feather in her cap. Um, and she has a nice house that she, that's under her name. I mean, she has it all. And, and she's like 38. Is she 38? No, I, she's early 30s. Is she she's early 38? No, I was joking. Oh, she doesn't she, listen to she's this She's like shit. 34. Oh my gosh. I don't know. But she, she's in her 30s. Yes, in the early 30s. Which the, a lot of the other ones are not anywhere near. Yeah, and I also, that's why I think um, Giselle's also je- jealous of her too, and that's why she tried to come after her mans. Shit, I wish I wasn't still in my 30s. Yeah, it's great. You should try it sometime. See, I'm allowed to make the comment I made because I'm nowhere near my 30s either. Okay. Well, anyways, I think that Candace and Ashley, I always, I always think that they would come together and it, they would actually be funny together. But Ashley's just so wrapped up in trying to be messy as fuck that she just crosses the line and crosses boundaries to where people can't trust her, especially Candace. It's true. And the thing with with Giselle and Chris. Yeah, that that whole thing was so stupid. We sh- we honestly shouldn't even give that a lot of time because it's just a, a bunch of hot air. Everyone knows anyone who watches that show knows that Chris has been a real stand-up guy 
last thing in the world would he do is creep on Candace's friends. Anything that would get back to Candace, you're right. Break. I think the 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 thing was is that Giselle brought it was all taken care of before the show even started. I think Chris even apologized for making her feel uncomfortable when in reality it, he didn't do anything. I, I think he only did that just because she wouldn't stop about it. Well, no, this is before the show even happened. Right, but the season was... even happened they, before they even filmed. Oh. Yeah, those were the text messages they saw. They printed, they showed him texting her and then but Giselle, the problem with the problem with Giselle is that she brought it to the show even though this happened Months yeah, prior. Yeah, it was squashed, you're saying, yeah. before, before it came, the show aired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and that's why it's it's super shady. I mean, I think Giselle had a motive. She doesn't really have a storyline, honestly. Exactly. Um, she has, I think it's wonderful to see her and her kids, and I think it's funny. But other than that, like, she has nothing. You're right. And Candace, by the way, is 36 years old, so you were actually oh. pretty close. But, uh, but still, she you, looks you awesome. Um, okay. Summer House? Summer House is next, yes. Um, and this is also really good this season too. I don't know why, but I think it, it revolves around Lindsay and Carl, which I think it's always, su- Lindsay's always the subject each season, I think for some reason. She, she definitely gets in a lot of quote stuff, Yeah, but she's single and that's why, well, she was single now she's with Carl, of course, but she, Lindsay gets a different take. On stuff than than the rest of the entire house, and I know people like that. What the situation with with Maya and Lindsay? I think she totally. I think Lindsay totally just didn't get it that she made Maya feel like less Lindsay. Than. Well, less than, and also Lindsay was saying that she had something for Carl, and made her feel like she was coming on to Carl for asking him to smoke weed. Like that's just. I think Weird. Lindsay was threatened. Yes, I believe that she was making a, a large effort to make sure that Carl stayed clean and didn't think about drinking and all that stuff. Of course, someone who's smoking weed could possibly think about drinking, but in the same vein, someone who's smoking weed may not feel like they need to drink. So yeah. she may not have had too much to worry about, but I think it was a... A combination of her being worried about that and being a little jealous that Carl wanted to hang out with Maya. What the thing is, I don't think Lindsay expressed that to Maya. So I think Maya felt like she was attacking her, and she might have. I mean, I think I sided with Maya on this because you know Maya was friends with Carl first; they they were close, and so you know she didn't know that he wasn't. Some people are just California sober. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? I think I I agree, and I also I think that there's probably a little bit of Lindsay's a veteran on the show. Maya's newer. She again felt threatened by Carl wanting to hang out with Maya, and then she's using the whole he's trying to stay clean, and I didn't want him to smoke weed as a cover for partial jealousy as well. Is what I, I feel like this the um, this was the second episode, right? So the first and yeah. second episode, I saw a little bit of, and I I don't know the relationship, but I saw a little bit of, what is the word? Possessiveness. Possessiveness, yes, between Lindsay. Yeah. Or between them two, but more on Lindsay Lindsay's over side. Carl. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're probably right. And so. You know, that's that's what I got the feel for. And I think that they're a great couple. I, I actually love them together. I, just, I love them together, too. I just think that um, what it, what they're portraying is a little bit of possessiveness. Yeah, um, I agree. It was something weird. But yeah. because Maya is like, seems like the most respectful, non-threatening person. Super level-headed. Yeah, she was not trying to come on to Carl at all. I don't think she was either. I don't think she's... And I think she was with that dude, her dude. Yeah. Oliver. Oliver. Who, by the way, I love them together. They're so cute together. I know. I hope they stay together. No, they're not together anymore. I just saw that they're... 
they broke up. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry to break the news to you guys, but terrible. Okay, and then um, Carl and Kyle had a talk, which was strictly business, and you know I. I feel like the business obviously is going to bleed into their friendship. I mean, it has been obviously for the last few years. Yeah, Kyle. No one's going to feel like it's as significant to them as Kyle does. It's, it's Kyle's baby. Carl used to love working for the company, and Kyle, Kyle, Carl, Kyle made it painfully obvious that he. Gave him a job when no one else would hire him, and he was, you know, unhirable, that whole thing. But that's, I think, a little bit why Kyle is so, for lack of a better term, butthurt by the fact that Carl could even think of leaving because he gave him a shot. Yeah, that's true. But I also think that Carl, he is sober now. So it's really hard for him to work at a place that sells alcohol. His whole life is surrounded by alcohol. Right. He has to go to meet and greets and everything. So I think it's good that he wants to leave. Yeah. It's better for his sobriety and his I think it's better health for him. At this point. He right. knows what's good for him and it, it seems like Loverboy is not that anymore. Right. And that I mean they had a dinner and Kyle um, was asking Maya how the talk went with Lindsay, and then Maya asked Kyle how the talk went with Carl, and Kyle decides to go on a rampage, basically. A rampage? Yeah, is that what it is? Rampage? No, it's rampage. <laughs> he Kyle did go on a rampage. About Carl. Yeah, when he wasn't there, that wasn't cool. Danielle was listening to the entire thing. And Kyle, he, he sometimes he just gets in his feelings and he doesn't realize who he's saying stuff in front of. And that was not cool. I still think it's Rampage, but... <laughs> rampage? Yeah, no, I think it was totally unprofessional for Kyle to bring up in front of everyone. It was... Yeah. I get that he was trying to save... He pretty much saved Carl from not having a job. He was the only one that hired him, et cetera, et cetera. However... You do not air someone's dirty laundry, especially when it comes to your business, in front of other people. Yeah. He was talking to Amanda, but loud in front of everyone. He was talking to Maya. And oh, Amanda he was, was sitting there. To Maya. Yeah. Talk to them one on one with no one else around. It's like it was, so stupid. It's completely it was completely overboard and every you know, I see people saying they side with Kyle because Carl was acting this certain way. Okay, first of all, he said that he brought a – he did coke one day, remember, and came to work, and he no. forgot his laptop. No, 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 no. That's what he said. Real quick. He didn't say he, quote, did coke one day. He said that he came into the office so coked out that – He forgot his he laptop. He forgot his laptop and which, he couldn't think straight. Which is the only thing that happened. He forgot his laptop. I would have thought he would have went in the office and started throwing shit – yeah. Banging his head against the wall. Cleaning the ceiling. Banging on his chest. Yeah. Or, you know, like, you. you know. I hear you. The only thing is, forgot his laptop. I've done that. And I, you know, I wasn't coked up. No, the whole thing, the whole thing was I was stupid. just tired. No, and he, that, that was like a faux pas. He should not have aired stuff like that on national TV. Give no, because business is business. You keep it in within business. Even if you guys are friends, he knew, he should have taken it up with Carl in the first place. Um, and sure. I think Carl should have been, he should have been transparent to him about not wanting to be working with Loverboy anymore because of his sobriety. He just didn't know how to word it. Exactly. He didn't know how to. So that is his thing. fault, but it, it should have never been aired out. All right. So what do we got? Jersey. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of easy to, to follow because you, all you have to do is think of what day. Well, David then, knows all the days that these shows are on, and he's the one who reminds me. I, I don't mean, even remember what shows. It's kind of. It's. I feel like what it's kind of easy. On. It's kind of easy. Well, Jersey is next, by the way. It is. So, we're just gonna go through it pretty quickly because I feel like it was kind of. It was a good episode, but it wasn't too juicy. But we'll <clears> probably <throat> go into it anyways because there's some shit that we have to dissect. Yeah, they have the they have the new girls Danielle and. Uh, I know we thought it was Brittany, but it's Rachel. Danielle and Rachel 
are in the scene and they're getting in their own little situations, but there's no real spice with that yet. I love how Danielle was like, I want to go see Melissa Gorga because I strive to be like her when she's like Teresa's friend. When she said that? Yeah. And I love it. And she went to go see her. And what's crazy is that. Danielle is Teresa's friend? Yeah, she because she I think Teresa is the one that brought her on the show. She was like, oh, I thought something it was Melissa. Of the, no, something of the Rachel is Melissa's friend. That's right. Danielle is going through the same situation basically with her brother as Melissa is with Teresa. Teresa. Yeah, which is crazy. So what? I hope they bring on Danielle's in-law, sister-in-law. Wouldn't that be crazy? And brother, yes. But they're, they're, I mean, unless somehow they reconcile while the show's being yeah. filmed. Yeah, I feel like theirs was so petty in the way that went down. And it just happened to be with, in, in a, just a few years, because her brother didn't, um, got mad that she blocked him from that's, Instagram That's posts. the whole thing that started it. The difference between so uh, the Judices, Judices and Gorgas is that this shit has been happening for years. Yep. Over 10 years. And we've seen it play out on TV. The whole thing is Teresa's fault. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, it is. But they, Danielle was saying that she thinks it's the in-law, sister-in-law. Yeah. The wife. No, that was interesting to watch that conversation because you had both sides of And it. Melissa was like, no, 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 no. And then, I mean, every family is, di- is a different dynamic, but I think that at the end of the day, the husbands, I mean, you know... Especially like Joe. I don't know the other guy. But Joe, he's sticking up for Melissa. And Melissa, I know she wants peace. She wants to make sure like the family's coming together from what it seems. And Yeah, that whole thing is just a shit show. And no matter what Melissa does, she always looks like the bad guy. Totally. And Joe Teresa's is just sticking up for his, his wife. And I know Teresa wish she had that, which now she kind of does because of Louie. Louie's getting in the mix. Um, and we saw that with sure is. with the girls. Yep. He brought in Gia and yeah, Gabriella. Gabriella. Yep. And he was talking to them about how Melissa. First of all, Teresa lied, saying that Melissa brought it up to where she didn't. She wasn't asked to be a bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. And she didn't bring it up. Teresa brought it up. And Teresa was a bridesmaid in her wedding. And. Uh, it's it's all just common courtesy that Teresa Teresa is completely leaning into Louis's family and Louis's side and she doesn't really care that much about her brother or her side. No. Not at so, all. So, but I I honestly don't feel like much is Melissa's fault. It's all I I you know, I like Teresa even after everything she's done. I like Teresa. She's still likable. But she's just gets twisted with the way that she sees things and handles stuff. But my thing with the kids, she brought... So everyone's saying that Melissa talked about the kids on a podcast saying she and Joe were there for the kids when Teresa was in jail. Which they were. Yeah, which they were. And they said that they were only there during filming, basically. That's what the kids said. I just don't see Joe and... Uh, Melissa like that. And I think that, but the kids, my my thing is that the kids have been poisoned since day one of yes. a judgment of Melissa and Joe. For, since day one. I yeah. mean, we saw it in early years when Gia, she wrote a song. That went viral. Yeah. Waking up in the morning. Thinking about so many, many things. things. I just wish it would get better. The fact that she wrote that, you know that she, (laughs) one, she saw it, but also, you know that Teresa and Joe Judice, or Judice. Judice. I think technically it's Judice, but everyone calls him Judice. Joe Judice. They spoke about it in front of the kids. He was so flippant. He was so... They've always done that. Yeah, but, and and we've never seen Melissa and Joe talk about it in front of their kids, ever. If you if you think about it, no, because they they don't want it. They don't want to parents. They don't want to put them in the mix. And we saw that that Gia and Gabriella they're in the mix, and they're you know saying 
they weren't there for me. I don't know why they even said that on the podcast. You know, I honestly, I think it makes Teresa feel better when her kids mimic the same sentiment that, that she's feeling. But I think it's horrible. I think Teresa is a great mother to them. They love her. She's supported she's them always. Mom. But I feel like as far as stuff like that's concerned, it's horrible parenting. She involved them when she shouldn't have. Horrible. I know that might sound a little harsh, but I just, I don't like involving the kids. Can't involve the kids in stuff like that because it's just going to make too much of an impression on them. And uh, Teresa's doing it to sort of make herself feel better and see if they agree. But I just think you got to keep them out of it. For sure. Even though Gia is, I think, 21 or 22, I don't. She's yeah. of age, and I think Gabrielle is is of age, too. They're old enough to know what's going on. However, I still just don't think they should be part of stuff like that. I, ha- I don't think they're old enough to grab the concept of what really happened. That's and true. I'm not even sure if they watched the previous seasons, because then I think they would see what really happened and how their dad was just terrible to Teresa and what he did to their mom. Yeah. Yeah. They probably did not watch that. If they did that scene at the winery. Oh yeah. I just can. I, that's every time I see that, it just makes me cringe. Right. So bad for Teresa. I don't know if they've seen that, but um, I don't know if that would be any good if they saw that as well. But still, at least they would have some type of both sides to the story perspective. Yeah. Exactly. So I think at the end of the episode, that's when the guys meet up. And um, I just love how the guys can just mesh well together. And they fight, but they also get over it. Yeah. Are you talking about when Joe Gorga and Louie got into it? Yeah. And that that was pretty tense and awkward. but And we know that Joe Gorga has a temper. Yeah. And so does Teresa. I mean, it's just in the Gorga gene line, I think. And he, this is eating him up. This is like an issue that makes him so angry because of the way he feels like Teresa has treated him and his family. And, right. and that she, she just doesn't see it. And now Louie is backing it up. And I think the whole reason why he was mad in the first place because Melissa's parents or Melissa's mom and her family, they were not invited to the yeah, wedding right which i think is total bullshit it's insane because she had marge's mom marge senior and marge and marge and chanel ion from real housewives of dubai yeah, who she crazy. met i think once she invited them um, even if she met her, even if she's hung out with chanel ion multiple times it's still doesn't mean she should get an invite over her in-laws. And it's Melissa's stupid. Melissa's mom was super close with the Gorga's dad. Yes. After, especially after um, the Gorga's mom passed away. Totally. And so it was kind of a slap in the face. And I think um, I think Louis definitely sees his side, and so he does bring it up to Teresa, I think, in the next episode, which makes me like him a little bit more. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, the, that in the preview, it shows it. That. But real quick, the guy, when the guys get together, it is... It's hilarious. Freaking hilarious. I know people always talk about, oh, they should have a spinoff. I, I'm not certain that that would be great. Maybe it would, but uh, just seeing... Whatever happens anytime they get together is worth it. Yeah, and Frank and Joey. Oh my god! I mean, they're just hilarious with each other, and I like totally. the new um, the new guys too. Yeah, they they blend Rachel well. and Danielle's husband. Yep. I think they they make a good addition to the team. Yep. So moving on to that was it with Jersey. Yes. What we got next? Vanderpump Rules. Vanderpump. You know. I won't do it. <laughs> Please watch David's. Oh, on, Please on watch David's version of the song, the our, intro, VPR. On our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that. it was. It's great. Anyways, not my finest day, but no, it was good. I'm proud of it. 
Uh, so they had Raquel breaking down at Sir, I think, in the beginning. Um, and she was talking to Lisa Vanderpump, and it was, like, so sad. I think she still has feelings for James, yeah. it yeah. seems like. And she's just trying to get by. Um, and I feel for her. I feel, I feel like she also was played, kind of. Especially now that we know that he hooked up with Lala in the beginning of the relationship. Yeah, stuff is kind of hitting her from all angles with yeah. this right now. She's finding out that he cheated on her. James cheated on her when she had no idea that he had done that. Even though she met and talked to three or four different girls that they showed on the show who said that they had sex with him. Oh, yeah. But this is just another one. And it's more personal because it's Lala. Uh, James is with a new chick right after. Three weeks. Three weeks, or we don't know the timeline, I guess. James said five, six weeks. Everyone else that talked about it said three. After they were engaged, which is crazy. Yeah. But that's that makes sense. I could see James. So this whole episode, um, Sheena... The whole thing is about Sheena having a podcast with Schwartz. She asked to play Mary Fuck Kill, and Schwartz was like, I'm going to marry Raquel. And yeah, and she chose Raquel, Lisa Vanderpump, and... I can't remember. Was it Lala? I think it was Lala. And he said he was going to marry Raquel. That was the most important piece. There was a rumor in Coachella that they hooked up, but they didn't yet. Schwartz wasn't even at Coachella. No. So that was debunked, but it was also, Katie was pissed off at Sheena because she heard from Raquel from their little meetup with Lala, Katie, and Raquel. Which which was insane. We need to talk about that after this. Yeah, that she, that Sheena was pushing Schwartz to hook up. Yeah, hook up with Raquel. And vice versa. She was throwing it out to Raquel. Like, hey, you and Schwartz should make out. And, you know, I just... the the I think the whole reason why things blow up later is just because Katie's upset things aren't going the way that she felt like they were going. Yeah. Because of what Sheena's doing. Well, so the meetup that they had, it was Raquel, Lala, and Katie. And oh, yeah. that's when Katie was told from Raquel that Sheena is being pushed, or uh, Sheena is pushing Raquel onto Schwartz and vice versa. Well, and and real quick, Katie had heard from Schwartz. She had already met with Schwartz, and she knew that Schwartz was on the podcast and that Sheena was asking him about Raquel and trying to push Raquel on him. So she was saying that at at their meetup dinner or whatever, they were having dinner or drinks, and... Shockingly, Raquel was like, no, I mean, yeah, Sheena definitely has pushed it, but it's not like it's happened yet. She basically told Katie in front of her face without saying, I'm going to fuck your mans. Yeah, yeah. She said it, oh, it's not happened yet. Basically, I'm inviting it or I'm not going to stop it if it happens and she's going to basically accept it. And and she did say, well, I'm not not. I mean, I wouldn't sleep with him. But yeah, but who? Of course, they would sleep with, with each him. other. Exactly. So that was just funny. Their faces when she said that, <laughs> she they were like, "Are you f- freaking kidding me?" Yeah. Are you forgetting that you are sitting right in front of me? And Lala, that's when Lala spilled the news about her hooking up with James Kennedy. Yes. Um, earlier in the relationship. With Raquel and James. When Raquel and James were new, and so were Lala and Randall. Right. And so I think that was kind of like a a throw it in her face type of thing. Like, oh, you want to hook up with my best friend's dude? Then guess what? I slept with your guy when you guys were dating. Yeah, that that was kind of crazy. And then they had a big blowout at um, the Canyon is it called the Canyon, Canyon Salon? Club. Oh, uh, <laughs> Canyon Club. Canyon Club. Canyon Salon is where I get my hair done. Beautiful downtown. Canyon Agora Club Hills. is in Agora Hills, which is where neighbors, where we live. And David grew up there. It's like seven minutes away. We got we go to the Mexican restaurant right next to it all the time. Plata. Um, but, however, it just brought me back to when Sheena and Katie were arguing 
I love it because this brings me back to the old VPR when it was so enjoyable and everyone was in everyone's business. People were just stabbing each other in the back. That's the shit that I love. Yep. And I can't remember exactly why Sheena and Katie got into a huge fight back in the day, but they've been wishy-washy. It's because, uh, it was because Sheena was sort of newer and they heard that she was like a homewrecker because of the whole Eddie Cibrian, Brandy Glanville thing. That's right. And so Katie was pissed that Schwartz was being nice to Sheena and she even called her a homewrecking whore. And... Then they became friends. They've been tight friends. And like you said, on and off with them. It's weird. Yeah. So Katie blew up at her, basically. And I, I see it from both both sides how Katie thought Sheena was or was her friend. She went behind, basically, Katie's back to try to hook up Schwartz and Raquel. And I understand why Katie's pissed because she thought Sheena was her friend. Yeah. However, I also see from Sheena's point of view, Raquel and Schwartz are her friends, too. And apparently Katie said... That she didn't care what happened in Vegas. I guess they went to Vegas, and she didn't care what... She wants Shorts to move on. Yeah, but uh, honestly, that I mean, I totally get all of that. I just... I don't think it's Sheena's place to try to get them together. If they end up hooking up, then it's on Raquel and Schwartz. But the, the issue was that Sheena was pushing it and trying to get it together. True. I mean, if my friend did that, I would be pissed. Yeah, it was shady. She should not... It's not her place. It was shady, and basically, I mean, it just brings them back to, like, the older times. They're not... They really haven't had a great foundation to even call call each other friends, but I think that over the past few years that they've became closer, um, but this is kind of just a slap in the face to Katie. Yeah. So we will see what happens with that because I think it just gets even more juicier. Yeah, Vanderpump's heating up. No heating doubt. up. All right, what we got? Miami? Yep, Miami. Nice. Miami's good right now. It is. And it basically goes into it, – it's still residuals from the previous episode where Adriana and Alexia are still going at it. Yeah, Adriana had just made that she she had just stepped right on her, you know what? Yeah. She stepped in shit. Try to compare her poss- her potential foot breaking to Frankie's accident, which was horrible. And we know it wasn't a foot breaking because she was dancing on it at the end of the episode. Yeah. That, it was, that was totally silly. Out of left field and totally wrong. So you're right. The episode starts off with Alexia just flipping out like she should have. We've already talked about how whenever Alexia does something wrong, she doesn't take accountability. But if someone else does something wrong, she's pouncing on it. Like she did to start out the episode. I think I think Aunt Adriana, and I'm not trying to defend her, what she said was totally wrong. And it was almost disgusting to where she was she was comparing her broken foot to someone that is Frankie who had an accident, but he has a long-term type of injury where they have to deal – it's a life thing. It, he, was, he almost died, and she's comparing it to a broken foot. So Alexia had all the right to get mad. Yeah, However – that was insane. Adriana doesn't read the room. She also doesn't – she doesn't grasp on things that most people grasp on. I think she is socially – something socially is wrong with her. She reads situations differently than, than other people. Right. And I think that she realized it after playing it over in her head. She did. Um, and she felt sorry. So, you know, I think that she de- definitely does deserve deserve another chance. She was trying to – she was trying to make a correlation to her accidents happen. But the the only thing that could explain what Adriana said was that she didn't know Alexia was really understanding where she was coming from. So she was trying to give her an example of what, of how significant her foot could have been. And she just chose the worst possible correlation slash examples she could have well we know analogies do not work well in with the housewives yeah yeah it 
just doesn't there people just need to stop doing them at least in jersey we know it didn't go well yeah and obviously this i mean i think she was trying to do analogy but it was totally wrong so stupid but she took ownership over it and i feel like alexia and marisol are just i don't think she should be punished as much as she 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 is being I, I think that they should, you know, forgive her, move on. I think she understands that sh- she made a total dumbass move in what she said. Yeah, they just, they, they need to Go. give her a chance to apologize. She, she has thought about it. She knows that she screwed up. And they're not even listening. Alexia is not even listening. Marisol is just jumping on the bandwagon, even though I, I realized she was genuinely appalled. But they need to give her a chance. I think everyone was. And I don't think it's fair to pick sides in everything. What she said was horrible. What, but I don't think she's a malicious person. I don't think she's a hateful person or anything no. like that. She, she, Even if she didn't like that she was feeling left out and anything she was going through, she's absolutely not a hateful person. And if they were being nice to her, she'd be nice to them. Exactly. So the dinner that night, they had two tables. Nicole had to split the tables up. That was so dumb. And it was Julia, Gertie, Nicole, and Adriana. And the other table was Larsa, Kiki, Marisol. And Alexia. And Alexia. Yep. And Gertie and Nicole had to keep going back and forth to each table. And it was just... They could sit at one table. They could have sat at opposite sides, and they could have just kept it moving. I mean, I think it was so immature that they had to do two separate tables. No, Alexia and Marisol are just trying to stand super hard ground and and say, I'm sorry, we're not taking it at all. We don't want to hear anything. And again, Marisol is not even part of it, but Alexia is not ready to hear the apology. Yeah as we saw in the episode at the end of the episode you know it looked so much fun everyone was having a great time even though we're they were at separate tables oh when adriana was dancing yeah and she was dancing on her foot which made it look 10 times worse it did and everyone saw it and so it was just it was like come on adriana yeah she's in a wheelchair the last time they saw her and then now she's up and somewhat dancing. I yeah. realized she was stationary, but... After that, it was Adriana's party. Um, and it was her debut of her music video. Which... Talk about low budget. I think that she yeah. should at least give her A for effort. But other than that, I mean, that video, I was... I think it might be a catchy tune if you listen to it a few times. But that... Music video was just terrible. Terrible. And I think the girls, you know, I think the girls that showed up are supporting her and everything, um, which is great. However, the other girls, it was Kiki, Larsa, Alexia, Marisol. They all didn't go to the party. They were invited, though, and they decided to have their own party at Marisol's house. Yeah, as uh, just a straight excuse not to go to support Adriana. Yes, and I don't think this friend group is going to get back together anytime soon, especially, you know, what happened in the Bahamas with everyone. What needs to happen is Adriana and Alexia need to get together, just the two of them. One-on-one, no Marisol. Yep, that's the only chance things can be salvaged. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's all we have, folks. Get ready for the new slate starting tonight. Starting tonight, we have Real Housewives of Potomac Reunion Part 2. And we'll be recapping, obviously, all of these janks for the rest of the week. And we'll have a new one out to you, my 24 followers now. Thanks to you guys, you know. Keeps this thing going. Yep. That's a lot. Anyways, thanks for joining the More Than Dirty podcast. Thanks for getting down and dirty with us. We will talk to you guys later. We out. Bye.